and welcome to Launch Left, a space for fame creatives to launch the next wave of music rebels and an intentional space to highlight and empower all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice but a necessity. I'm Rain Phoenix. And I'm Summer Phoenix. We really want to um, have you extend your warm welcome to Fantagram joining us today. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. This is Josh. And yep. and Sarah yeah. from Fantagram. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Are you guys hailing all? You're not. You're not hailing from the East Coast. That was like you used to hail from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you originated there, and yeah. now you're transplants. Yes, we yeah. both live in well, L.A. now. We can. T- yeah, we kind of. You say sound that. really excited about it. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I guess we've been here for about like five years. I mean, we've been on tour for. 10 years so um it's strange to say that we're from we live somewhere but mm-hmm. i think now that i bought a, um, a house in laurel canyon and josh bought a house in uh echo park so now we can now we have to say yes we right. are from la or your your residence yes california resident yes. california you voted here correct yes and you are childhood friends yeah. yeah, like since yeah. preschool, I read somewhere. Yeah. yeah, that's the most research I did. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but uh, that really that <laughs> that that, uh, that got me all excited because I'm like, how the heck do people know each other since preschool? Remain friends, full stop. I but then like on it. top of it, being a band, yeah. yeah, and tour together, I'm really yeah. impressed. You guys have karma together. You were meant to stay friends for a long ass time. Yeah, friends forever. <laughs> we, yeah, it's it's great. I mean. I don't remember hanging out with him when I was three, but I'm sure we had a really good time. <laughs> you think, John? Yeah, I probably pulled your hair or something. I can't. Was... I got to look at your we... eyes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, that was better. fun, though. That was too much. That was a yeah. good try. You have a new record out. Yes. Yeah. It's we called do. Ceremony. So do you guys feel like this record is a little West Coast vibes? No, not no. really. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> Summer usually gets an affirmative for those questions. Yeah. That's good. Things are left Yeah, center. we're going. They're going to go against me on yeah. everything this time. You can yeah. feel it, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess in a way it's, um, <laughs> I think wherever, wherever we go in the world, we're probably going to create similar, uh, music and like with the similar vibe of our, the rest of our work. But, um. Maybe it's a little West Coasty because we did a lot of it in Laurel mm. Canyon at Sarah's studio and had a lot of different uh, musicians come in and vibe with us. And it was sort of like this almost felt like what could be a resurgence of what was happening in like the late 60s and early 70s Laurel Canyon. That was going on in our heads. Yeah. That's what we wanted to. Well, so Summer, you did pick up on Summer. So, whatever. See? It's all right. That's all right, you guys. Lower bone, guys. So, <laughs> yeah, you did pretty good. You're right about that, Summer. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And we also uh, uh, went to um, Joshua Tree for mm-hmm. uh, uh, over two weeks. It was my first time being in Joshua Tree, and I was always just like there's what do you mean there's magic there what are you talking about (laughs) that doesn't make sense i don't want to take the drugs to see the magic but there actually i didn't need to take drugs um there actually was magic there was and we we captured it it was cool um you can hear it on some of the songs a little bit more than others but um I, i think it had some influence for sure what's the writing process because we're certainly not like we it doesn't sound like we're starting with maybe maybe we're starting with a melody maybe who writes the lyrics you sing sometimes not so much kate bush over here is just like (laughs) killing it we We write lyrics together melodies um um, everything we kind of do together yeah Um, i mean uh, when we first started i wrote pretty much most of the lyrics and everything and then over time because this is sarah's first band and uh lucky her um (laughs) and uh you know she developed more of a knack for writing and stuff like that so we kind of live very similar lives you know we're like each other's biggest witness so we go through a lot of the same things so when we're working on lyrics there's nothing 
that we do that is like too detached from right. one another. Right. So it's sure. like Makes if sense. she writes something or I write something, we're not like, hmm, I just don't really get it because we're always together and we always do the same things. And um, yeah. so we're there's, pretty much on the same page with a lot of things. Yeah, there's no like split ego, you know, this, this is Josh's song. This is about my life. Right. Kind of thing where we are yeah. um, creating as a whole. And it sounds so lame. Like but... a zero boundaries type situation? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Kind nice. Of, I'm glad yeah. that's working out for you guys. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen it done yeah. healthily and properly before, so I'm pretty impressed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to go back to our day jobs. <laughs> so it's like codependency, yes, please. Yeah. As opposed to no more. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It works for oh, us. That's cool. I mean, that's great because uh, like, that is sort of the band uh, dynamic as a rule. Because it can get real blurred. Okay. Boundaries but can get real blurred. There's got to be some yeah. sort of roles. Like, who's bringing the, like, 90s hip-hop drums on, you right. know what I mean? Like uh, That's well. probably uh, Josh motherfucking Carter on the on <laughs> Ow! drums. Yeah. He's, yeah. The, he's the beat master. I mean, I've tried. Uh, yeah, I got a couple beats in there yeah. that I've done. Uh, all, influenced, all influenced by Josh's... Uh, uh, crazy brain that i don't know how he does it but um i'm you can tell i'm his biggest fan um wow and maybe there's a couple others out there <laughs> I don't, who wants to fight <laughs> i swear to god i'm his biggest fan um but yeah like I, it's it's great because we have so many we're influenced by so many things and not even just uh music um also visually we've are uh, influenced by all types of things and colors and films and stuff like that. So um, we kind of just grab things and say, hey, does this work? Yeah, no. Take that out. Add this. Put a, a swear word in there. Take it out. <laughs> um, you said yeah. you were on tour for four or five years. Was that right? Or 10 years? Has there been a point where you've been like i'm assuming there has there had to have been a point where you were like okay we're done touring we need mm. to actually do you do take care of yourselves at all while you're on tour or did you have to like stop touring good question and try and figure that out i mean i yeah. think it's like the balance that we're all trying to yeah do it's, right it's I hard mean, to be your own boss and strive for I, something and know when to stop so yeah i mean i think yeah. after years of years and years of touring i mean like our first album we toured for like three years straight and, and, you know, straight for about 10 years of, wow. of yeah. being a touring band. Um, we often didn't know how to say no to anything. It was just, yes, yes, yes. Go, go, go. So now finally that we're like, we both own homes and we're kind of adults, I guess. And yeah, we are. We're trying to figure <laughs> out, Sarah has dogs and sure uh, trying to figure out how to live more of a normal life. And like, have boundaries with things and take care of our mental health and, and physical health too, uh, which can be really tough on the road with, you know, booze and drugs and, you know, it's rock and roll, baby. And, um, this, the, the last album I think was kind of like a big turning point for us. Uh, I think just even, yeah, mental health wise as well as, uh, finally, understanding and realizing that we need to take care of ourselves. Um, and that's, I think the reason why we took a, uh, took a beat and didn't dive back into the studio. I mean, I, I had, uh, a, a storage space in, in Brooklyn with all of my stuff, everything that was Same. there for like, I had for five years or so, um, like everything that I owned, which was, mostly just like merch t-shirts and vinyl <laughs> stuff like that but it yeah. was all these things that i always just wanted to collect and never throw away because i someday wanted to i don't know see them and wear them and stuff like that so um finding the space and 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 uh living in a home i think i i had no idea what it was like fantagram was such a sacrifice um, for the both of us for so long. So it was really nice. 
kind yeah. of great. And you kind of both went, I, I read that you had a bit of uh, a, tra- a traumatic experience with the loss of your sister. Um, yeah. Was that before making this record? Or? That was before. That was during the last album three, actually right smack dab in the middle of the process of writing. Wow. Um, which we, in turn, you know, it influenced the entire record and was extremely cathartic. Uh, but then after finishing the album, uh, I thought we, we thought that, okay, great. Got it all. Oh, got it out of our systems. Like now we can move on to the next thing. And that's the touring. Um, also extremely just, uh, you know, in your face every single night. And it was exhausting to play the songs yeah. every yeah. single night and i had no and idea kind of reliving reliving kind of it re- reliving everything and and not knowing how to express it yet which was uh, i think i why three is so um emotional in that way but finally i we can express ourselves using words so um we're capable of understanding you know uh time to take a beat is is good to to do that as well but well i can um, totally relate and just yeah want to say like it's amazing how art is a cathartic way to to deal with that but that grief like you said like you can you can decide to button it up and say oh that that's that took care of that and then it's a crazy beast of its own it decides to so distracting Mm -hmm. and so beautifully distracting such a odd bubble to be in as an as a musician yeah and sure you can put it all in your songs and that's where it lives and that's great let's move on keep going don't say yeah no you got to keep yeah just keep so we, yeah I, it wasn't a i don't think necessarily any sort of mental breakdown but to, at the end of the rec the touring cycle it was very apparent that we needed to stop for mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we da- we took after touring on our on 3, we took a bit of time, just not too long, but <laughs> like we never we always want to get back to something, but um we took a bit of time to try get into just living normal life. Right. Going to the movies, hanging out with friends, right. going How out to How easy of a right. transition was that, guys? It's, it's so not as easy. easy. <laughs> yeah, it really isn't as easy as it sounds. Like, because you get home from tour and you're like, oh, what do I do with myself? Like, no one's telling me what my itinerary is. Right. And, you know, handing me menus and, like, all this different stuff. And, um, you know, you get into that grind and then you get home and you have, you're like, wait a second, like... This is life. I have to adjust. Yeah. But, um, but it's like that's okay though. Or even yeah. have even having like un- remembering how to have relationships too, because when you're on yeah. the road, it's just a whole nother. It's just a beast and it's such a fucking bubble. Yeah. And, and coming home and and remembering reminding yourself how to not just be a, a normal person actually maintaining maintaining relationships, relationships. yeah yeah, yeah sure. you know um but it's funny because we have two other uh backing players that we consider our bandmates um and we're all really good friends and when we get home from tours somebody texts within the first week two days or or week like in a, the band group uh thread and they're like i miss you guys i want to hang out like so we all kind of like get off tour and miss hanging out all the time and it's, yeah it's it's different well because mm-hmm. they're the only other people that are part of your yeah. bubble right they're that like, experience yeah. what you experience and that you can yeah relate to them right about yeah. this story that thing this that happened every and day back everybody has been doing something Everything. without you yeah and they don't really give a shit about right. your tour right right all oh, your friends here that you haven't maintained friendships with because right. you're right. just off busy being a rock star and they're like doing that like life yeah. shit that yeah. you're yeah. having to learn how to do when you come back yeah. it's very bizarre too it's like because you still you get the questions when you do get off tour like 
so what's next? Like, yeah. what's go- or what are you what are, what are you up yeah. to? You guys going on tour? And not yes. our closest friends, obviously, who who know everything, um, but also kind of your closest. My mom asks me all the time. What's next? And I'm like, I mean, like I'm does going it to matter? sleep. <laughs> I mean, it, do- it does matter. Yes. But uh, is there anything else we can talk about mm-hmm. in a way? Yeah. I say, let's talk about what brought you to <laughs> this, you know, ride this, this rock and roll life that you're on, which is uh, how did music find you? One of our three questions we mm. like to ask. So I'd love to hear from both of you separately. How, yeah. how it found you. Yeah. Uh, would you like to go first, sir? Uh, ladies first, miss. Thank you. Um, uh, then you go age before beauty. Yeah. And then you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Your turn. Your turn. Oh, hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, You're doing great. Thank you, guys. Um, uh, I, I, growing up, would love to sing to uh, Mariah Carey on the radio in Whitney Houston. Um, you can hit those notes too. Unlike Bonnie the rest Ray. of us. Yeah, I could get those. I I strive to. I used to strive. I did in the shower actually yesterday. I got those notes. Mariah Carey, uh, "Vision of Love." Nice. I fucking got it. Got yeah. It. <laughs> anyway, um, I just loved doing that as a kid, and I was in like chorus. And Josh and I. Uh, were in band in school together. Uh, I played the alto saxophone pretty nice. well um, <laughs> and the recorder. Yep. Um, but um, I w- decided to uh, go to school for visual arts um, where I studied like film and photography. Um, and it was fine. I just liked to sing. I still did kind of, I did like musicals at, at my mom's college still when I came home. Um, just liked to do it, but never really thought it was going to be anything until Josh and I met back up um, 2005, I think. We found each other at church on Christmas Eve. <laughs> um, we're like, hey, what? Hey, what's up? We hadn't seen each other in, I don't know, four or five years. Yeah, it, it was a while. Yeah. And um, do you both frequent church or that no. was just like a Christmas Eve no, it was with a, the family? So yep. One yep. time a year that yep. some, my mother makes me come. The to church, church brought you guys yeah. together. Church, okay? Christmas yes. Eve, church, the, Jesus the Christ Lord brought us brought together. Us together. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and uh, so we just like rekindled our friendship and we just like dove into it. And, and I found out that Josh was. was it, playing in a band with his brother for a long time and he was moving back and making these really cool like Jay Dilla-esque like Stone's Throw Records beats um, it's just really cool artistic instrumental stuff and um, I was I just fell in love I was like this is the coolest stuff I've ever listened to this is so awesome and he asked me to sing on one of his songs um, that had this really awesome Al Green sample, a couple samples. And I said, gladly. And um, Josh kind of from there taught me everything I know. He taught me how to write um, musically and um, lyrically. And uh, he taught me how to produce and uh, make beats and play guitar and uh, write, I guess, I think um, she is his number one fan. Yeah, I totally am. I'm getting the, there. Right? I'm getting closer. <laughs> but um, no, my father a was a photographer, um, and my grandmother was a professional piano pianist. Mm. Um, so those are just kind of, I guess, maybe influenced as well. But yeah, Josh has Your a grandma was a concert she pianist, was. right? Wow. Yeah. That's, she, we, so we had the piano, and I, big I would, right? yeah, I would dabble on the piano and and uh, all by ear, like wanted to learn how to play classical pieces. So mm-hmm. I would just set up, um, maybe I had like a CD player or something, and um, learned it all by ear. But I only learned maybe a handful of things, um, and then I kind of just started writing, just not because I don't know how to read music. Um, just kind of like hit the notes and then Josh and I started the band, but yeah. Josh has a little bit yeah. of different, um, 
Yeah, backbone. Josh, how did music find you? Thank uh, you for sharing. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, for me, I grew up in a very musical household. My mother played piano, my sister played piano, my brother played guitar, my father played guitar. However, I didn't play anything. Um, but I, ever since I was a child, I wrote songs in my head all the time. Um, so I grew up skateboarding and stuff like that. Like I thought that when I was, when I grew up, I was going to be a pro skateboarder. Um, it was close. Yeah. It was I, really close. I mean, if you I have the option, school. you go for it. Right? <laughs> I wasn't that close. I wasn't as good as. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I s taught myself how to play the drums uh, in my late teens, like around uh, like 17 or, or 18 or so. And my parents, I really got obsessed with sound because I had this little tape, handheld tape recorder. And I asked my parents for my 18th birthday if they would get me a four track, this little tape four track recording machine. With a regular cassette? Yeah. 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 Um, and I just got obsessed with recording sounds, like just weird field, recording. field recordings. Yeah. And I just, we, I get stoned with my friends in my uh, parents' garage and just have, make dumb skits. And, and I then, taught myself how to play guitar and keys and and started writing songs and I was like really influenced by old John Frusciante music his solo stuff when he was all whacked out on heroin or whatever but there was something like real soulful and cool about it that I liked and anyway moved down to New York City started a band with my brother that didn't work out what was that called grand habit um a habit is what a nun wears oh yeah yeah or like In grand a priest. street grand grand yeah habit. well i did yeah. leave live off of grand street um, ah, that's in brooklyn for a while uh <laughs> i digress um so and it, yeah we were called grand habit that didn't work out go upstate meet sarah on christmas eve after we hadn't seen each other in four years we start hanging out a lot and you know, I'm just playing her all these solo song ideas that I have, and I asked her if she wanted to sing on some stuff, and I thought it sounded great. So I asked her to start a band. She said yes, and I said, but, well, here's the condition. Like, if we're going to start a band, we're going to do it. We're, we're not just going to be all willy-nilly and, you know, just try to play whatever open mics. We're going to, like, we're going to be a band, and we're going to succeed. And... Ten, ten years later, yeah. we're a successful band. That's nice, huh? Yeah. To have somebody like it's great behind, like produce right, and you're producing yeah. a yeah. lot of it at the time. Yeah. To have the support. and I'm in a way, I'm Sarah's. I mean, I, I am way, your, I am on, no, 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 no. I am your biggest fan Say because, it, like, man. I championed <laughs> the, the shit out of Sarah, and I, I always believed in her natural talents from the beginning, and and so I, I think. You know, we're each other's biggest cheerleaders. Yeah. And she's also the funniest person I know, too. Uh, um, she is really very, very funny. Yeah. yeah. She does. I like to make a lot of too. fart jokes. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, everybody needs it. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> Just fart in every podcast. <laughs> That's your jam. That's your MO, Sarah. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. So thanks for sharing how music found you. Our second question usually is how, like, what influenced you to want to, 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 you know, what, what was the music that, that brought you to your knees, as it were? Mm. <laughs> well, we, we've, and we always will be, but from the beginning have been highly influenced by um, artists like such as Outkast. Yeah. Um, obviously but also we thought it was really cool that i'm an aquarius josh was is a gemini and uh so we kind of we kind of built this idea around how what outcast was and how outcast did what they did um and we called ourselves aquemini and I mean, to ourselves, no one knew. Right. I mean, now Big Boy do. knows now. now we do. tell Big Boy now because okay. we're in a band with him. But um, at the time, yeah. 
we it was just kind of like our little just a little formula of sorts like be fresh aquemini aquemini yeah um be fresh and be do all clean fresh and clean fresh and clean (laughs) be be fresh and new and um be ahead of the game um so we've always been fans of artists that are like that beck um is a huge influence i I would say as a whole Uh, um who else josh i mean we listen to everything anything that's good um we love it we don't have like guilty pleasures by any means we get i think we're influenced by all sorts of stuff um cross genres do you think yeah you music and and anything that's yeah yeah, anything that's cool that sort of but you guys have uh i know you're not of one genre but you definitely have like a electronica techno poppy action going Mm -hmm. on yeah and do you think that that maybe stems from your sort of obsession with just sound Probably. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, I think Because it's rare to find an instrument on your record that you can go, like, I mean, not ra- not so rare, but, like, mm. yeah, I had to wait and listen to go, like, oh, guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, drums. Is that drums? Is that a drum machine? I don't know. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, you're right. definitely... Yeah. I mean, I think it's growing up listening to a lot of... I mean, my dad is probably listening to the Beatles right now. I mean, I don't think he went a day without listening to the Beatles and my mom always listened to jazz and, and classical and there's all kinds of music playing in my house and uh, I've always just been interested and one of the cool things about when I got into beat making like when I was like really into making more like hip-hop beats with your mp3 it, uh mpc yeah okay. yeah um is like is crate digging, you know, and looking for new records and stuff like that. Silver tends to like it's, an, it's a family joke where she'll uh. like she'll be very confidently say a word that's with not your the DVD. right word. Yeah. with your DVD, with your LCD. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, with my OCD, just sampling that. Yeah. yeah. So you just witness one of those moments, and we had a little that's inside good. chuckle to each other. That's what that was Got about. You. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's okay. Um, but the cool thing about making beats and sampling is it really uh, you discover so much s- cool music that's out there that you may have never heard or even wanted to hear. Because you're always before. trying to find something that nobody else has heard so you don't have to pay for the sample? Often yeah. that, yeah. yeah. and Or, you know, like sometimes you just you want to be so creative or cool that like, oh, I found this record that nobody else has sampled. So you're constantly digging for for different stuff, whether it's like obscure uh, Bollywood music or just even I don't know ABBA or like yeah. stuff that maybe I just wouldn't normally gravitate towards. Gave me an appreciation towards these other genres and artists. Um, yeah. So when I listen to music, even if it's even if it's not my cup of tea, I, I listen to it. Uh, a lot differently and yeah have appreciation for a lot of different music one of the coolest uh, uh samples i think that got on to one of our songs not on this album uh but voices is the song called i don't blame you and we were uh in upstate in a barn well one of the barns we were um and we found uh there's this old record collection and there was this vinyl of um, like a middle school um, uh, children's, band, children's, children's band, high school orchestra, high, high school orchestra, and Josh sampled this just bizarre. Uh, what was it? Were that was it horns? Yeah. Yeah. It's in the I beginning of I don't. The sample though. So hopefully, now no one's ever gonna know what it is. Josh. What high school was it? What what school? Middle school? God damn it, Josh. Yeah. It's fucking up again. Sorry, I'm doing not... it again. She was Oops. your number one fan. Was I know. And you sped it Damn. up and yeah. cut it up. We, I did the. I, God yeah. Damn it, Josh. Well, I'm just saying. No, it's but. That's all. That's it. That's now the her story's thing. over, Josh. <laughs> and now we're getting sued. And now we're gonna get sued again. Bye. Do you want us to cut that out? By Riverdale uh, High School, not, middle. I don't. No, I feel like we. Okay. Nobody knows. 
Yeah. All right. I feel confident that you guys yeah, are go fine. Tr- go try and find it. Yeah. Get back. Somebody to find it. <laughs> yeah. Chala- challenge. 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 Everybody likes a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, you. No, I'm nervous. Oh, uh, okay, no. fine. Really? We'll, <laughs> then we'll just go no, straight no, back fine. to it's our uh, fallback question. Excuse me. The our final third question. question yeah. Which is. Um, uh, oh, how does your artistry activate you? In other words, there's, we all, you know, it's a lot of shit going down in the mm-hmm. world, on the planet. Yeah. Um, Mostly someone's we... cursing when I've asked her not to. Yeah. Even though it's oh. totally legal. She's my baby no, sister. Yeah, and she yeah. just doesn't Only want me to because of my kid. She doesn't want my, <laughs> she, she thinks that my kids actually listen to the podcast. And she's like, oh, you shouldn't be cussing. No, they, like, they cur- don't. I'm sure so they curse. It's, it's not like, really not about them. I can say just... whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> no, it's really about me being your older sister and just not wanting you to curse. Okay, so you can cut it all out, sis. No, nope, keeping really it. This is so the best much. part of the podcast. Yeah. Sorry, guys. No offense. The question usually directly is yeah. about what is your form of activism, if that helps know right. that what we're going for, which is kind of more. I mean, I think. Sorry, go ahead. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Jack, this is okay. Um, I think, I mean, first and foremost, all, all of the things that we do comes from love from for one another and just having such an incredible uh, relationship. I know it sounds lame, but it really is important for, for artists, I think, and it's really hard to find. Um, that's why bands, I think, break up all the time because they're always just like... Um, so that's something new that I think we've realized the past few years that 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 is one one thing but i think um to just kind of single out mental health and um mental being aware of uh mental illnesses and taking care of yourself is probably the biggest one that i can say i mean we worked a lot with um uh asfp american suicide foundation prevention suicide Suicide prevention. prevention. Right. Um, yeah. We've donated a, a, a lot to them with uh, ticket sales and our songs that we've released. Um, we've donated all of the proceeds um, to them just for education, for any any type of thing, knowing if people are suffering out there. Also, the family that has to go through uh, mm-hmm. something, the loss of somebody, as you guys would know, um, it's fucking hard. And, um, just kind of raising awareness of, of all of that, th- all of that stuff. Also being able to use music as an outlet. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. if people can't, they don't have music to list, uh, to use, to write, then we, we have these songs that they can hopefully relate to mm-hmm. or just kind of get that emote, like, Emo- it's emotional music that mm-hmm. maybe will just get something out of them yeah. that um, mm-hmm. might not have before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I mean, I also, we champion just the idea of free thought. And uh, because we make kind of boundaryless um, music, we we champion that kind of frame of thought and try to bring that to an audience to hopefully inspire people to think outside the box yeah yeah we want to influence others in any possible way so yeah i would say that um we don't necessarily like to be political in our songs or be specific very any specific in our songs um we're not very uh, we're not too much on the nose no, with, with things right. you know it's like i it's not i prefer yeah. i've always preferred music that makes me just think differently and promotes a sense of escapism i know a lot of artists especially in very politically charged times and stuff like that um will say that it's your duty as an artist to because you have the platform to speak up about this that or the other thing but i mean i'll i'll leave you know I'll leave that to 
other artists. You're um, young yet, you know. mate. I mean, yeah. there will come a time. Sure, sure. yeah. You don't know. We'll make Maybe a protest album at some point, now. you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't you think often that even, uh, that, like you said, being on the nose, I don't know that how how much that helps anyone either, per se. It don't, it's yeah. usually preaching to the choir when people, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's like yeah. your audience that agrees with you, you can do that. Yeah. But embedding, uh, you know, your hopes and dreams, trauma, sadness, happiness into music that somehow like can be absorbed by others and they can work out their stuff. Keeping yeah. it more general creates more of an opportunity for others to connect mm -hmm. in the ways that they need to about Absolutely. things that are bothering them. So I, I, I'm, I hear you and I'm not necessarily an advocate for like on the nose, let's yeah. talk about the whatever, the right. orange guy yeah. or, yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. or any, or, you know, or yeah. the, or the guy with the glasses who shouts a lot or, you know, you know? <laughs> yeah. but I it's mean, cool because like to, to add to what you're saying, um, it's, it's great. Like when we do get to talk to fans or I get, we get letters or talk to fans after shows and stuff like that. Uh, when they're like, Oh, this song, like really just helped me through this, insane time or, or somebody's like or, or they and they tell you what the song means to them yeah. and like i'm like that is amazing because yeah. you not only are you actually making me realize more about myself or maybe what was going on in my subconscious but if that isn't even a fact like um i might be like well that song is nothing to do with how you what you get from it but mm -hmm. it's amazing that that you're getting that so I'm not going to, like, ruin that for right. you, you know? Yeah. It's art, babies. It's just yeah. like the Bible, open to interpretation. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Love it. Yeah. That's why we met in a church. <laughs> it, did Jesus turn Jesus water Christ. into wine, or Happy was it birthday. whiskey? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever your preference, right? Yeah. Let's hope. <laughs> no, I think that's a really good point. And I, I, I'm always a fan of people who don't explain what their songs are, especially mm. on stage or in general in interviews. Like, that one's exactly about this time in my life. And <laughs> right. it's like, yeah. wait, that touched, that song moved me about a time in my life now it's ruined with your time it and your life yeah. <laughs> yeah, i yeah. want it to be about me no, so no, it's totally. like great when you leave it open for the audience to have their yeah when know? um i i was a big i still am a big radiohead fan but when hail to the thief came out um yeah. and i read a lot of interviews about like the george bush stealing the election or whatever yada 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 i couldn't get out of my head listening because radiohead to me there's like they're super psychedelic and like existential and, and i the last thing i really wanted to think about was george bush was yeah yeah really <laughs> You know, but yeah, this I, is just news to me. I, I can't believe it, but this uh -oh. is the first time I'm hearing about it. So I will never listen to that record you the same way. Oh, Josh, I'm serious. I had yeah. no idea. I mean, I, I don't think that the entire album is about you can tell that. Much but research but, you I know, do about things. Yeah, I'll never read anything. I'm just yeah, you, let me feel you're it. Better off. <laughs> See, you're better off. You shouldn't. Yeah. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> no, it's okay. But it was a what else can a good I ruin point. for you? It's a good point to illustrate. I don't know. Think about it. I'm sure you can come up with <laughs> I'm something. Sure I, I'm sure I can think, think about a lot find of another ways record. I mean, most of my friends are like encyclopedic knowledge about music and know like the date, the time, the whatever. And yeah. and I, and so if I need that, I yeah. just like ring them up and go. So I need to know something. But yeah. ultimately, I don't want to know. And I'm like, why are you wasting your time on that? I just like let right. me feel it. I want all the feels. Yeah, 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 yeah. I put on my tentacles and I just go trying mm -hmm. to feel things, but I don't really, yeah. real, uh, you know. But I also appreciate that, and I'm nothing, I'm nothing against it. It's just not mm -hmm. my way. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, case in point, hail to the thief. No wonder that's what they called it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now I get it. <laughs> it's like. Uh, oh shit, Josh! I don't know. I kind of like the VH1 Storytellers was kind of fun. Yeah, but that's true. But you're going into it. like, well, see, <laughs> maybe you didn't want to cool. know the story pop up though. Video. You, yeah, that's pop up was really good. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, that was cool. You sang it in the same key. Too. Yeah, that was good. Um, this uh, behind the music. What was yeah. that? Just interviews. Not behind the music, which is amazing. But um, like David Bowie would get up there and sit on a stool and be like, this song is about walking around Germany when I, and being strung out on heroin and 
being on a diet of only uh, milk and pickles or something. Like maybe Maybe, they're like, oh, they want to know this. I can't fucking remember because I was strung out on heroin. (laughs) You know what I mean? And they're just like making shit up. Too. That's, that's true. Don't want to ruin true. it for you. Is all I'm yeah, saying. Right, yeah, right, right, right. And I, I should have, I should have yeah. prefaced what I said with saying, like, as as a general rule, I feel that way. There are certain, if you're talking about David Bowie, and there's certain artists for me that I uh-huh. would listen to them tell me stories all day about why yeah. they wrote the song. Totally. But they're yeah. very, it's a very marginalized, select crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone else, that's like, I, I mostly just don't want to hear from them. Why? What the song? It's like no, not interested. Just play the song. Right. Let me see if I like it. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm. I feel the same way. I catch myself expounding on a song, and I stop myself if I'm like, shut up. Well, and usually, I try enjoy. and stop you because you're not. Yeah, from yourself. the crowd, like, Summer's like, shut, shut the up. fuck up, Ray. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> and so family's great for that, though. They really keep you in check. Yep. No personal do. stories. No boring song stories, please. <laughs> Don't ruin it for everybody. Let people connect to it for their own reasons and their own experience. I think that's a really, yeah. you know, Can unless you're David Bowie. Can I bring up an Bowie. example of something that might ruin? Definitely. Yes, please oh. do. Can I ruin yeah, something, here we go. Yeah, something for me? Woo! But this is, a, a, this is something you might probably already know this, but the song Perfect Day by Lou Reed. I love that song. I've covered it many times. It's a great, such love a it. beautiful, wonderful yeah. song, but it's about heroin, being being on heroin. Wow. You know? Um, no wonder you liked it so much. <laughs> <laughs> wow. My my sister, everybody. Um, she, please continue, She Josh. loved it. But, How's your guys' yeah. drug taking in this Los Angeles uh Climate Fun. these days, Fun. man. Okay. I is take, it part uh, of your self-care and mental health routines? Antidepressants. No, no. Okay, there it is. Birth control. Yeah, mm. of course. As you should. Uh, those are the two big drugs I'm into these sure. days. I'm pretty mm-hmm. into Tums. Tums. <laughs> Tums, yeah, Tums. Tums, Rolaids, uh, Advil. Yeah. Um, do you have stomach problems? Or... I do actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he does. Um, aloe vera gel. Uh, do you ever do that? Drink it at night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was thinking oh, for my skin. No, but... not no, the kind that they, at health food shows you'll see wow. it. They have it in uh, in the aisles. It's not in the fridge. Okay. But it's really, really good for the stomach. So it's, it's like slippery elm bark tea. Mm-hmm. Slippery elm Cured me. Okay. And, and celery, eating really alkaline vegetables like celery mm-hmm. and green pepper. I Cute had pepper. like an ulcer before tour when I was 17. It was like oh, my first tour. Damn. They said it was oh. something like that. I never really went to real doctors. Uh-huh. Yeah. But... Uh, this naturalist was like, eat celery and bell pepper. You're very acidic. That's the issue. I did that for five days, uh-huh. and it just miraculously went away right wow. in time for the tour. Okay. So just something cool. to add a little of that. I'm not saying yeah. only eat bell pepper and celery. That was extreme. But Advil's <laughs> no good for your stomach. Yeah, it's so really that's like bad. just going to be it makes it worse, even it, though yeah. it's maybe it bringing your fever down. Yeah. Well, I could put like... Maybe instead of ants on a log, Advil on a log. Uh, oh, no, kind of no. no, ants on a log is good as long as you're doing it with celery as rain prescribed. Yeah, yeah. and raisins. Um, but yeah, don't do it if you can help it. Alternative medicine now. moment. One thing, like a current band for each of you that you really think is great that you could champion here on Launch Left because that's really what we like to do. And I know you, we didn't have time to get a launch out of you, but. Uh, band called Y with a question mark. W H Y with a question mark. Yes. They've been around way longer than us. I think um, I crashed at my house in Gainesville, Florida in uh, 1999. Oh, yeah? yeah. Yo- <laughs> anyway. Yoni Wolf. And, yeah. 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 Really yep. cool so, dude. yeah. And I, I, yes. we were and still are huge fans of Y before we even started the band, Fanagram. Um, and I've had the pleasure of becoming friends with Yoni since then. But I think they're, they're like mega underrated and mega they their live show is amazing and they act they make interesting music that i think everybody should hear yes and i you know what perfect great for both the both of us great why launch thanks guys thank you (laughs) so much for being on launch left Welcome back. We're going to be spending about five minutes with Simone Eastwah speaking about her new single coming out on Launch Left entitled Driving. 
We love this song. We love Simone. We've actually been following her for a long time. She was launched by Sam Phillips last year. And so we've been keeping up with her and we're really happy to have her on the label. Welcome, Simone Eastwa. Hi, Simone. Hey, how you doing? Good to see your face. I know. Good to see yours. I dig the hat. Um, I just wanted to ask you a couple questions about driving. I love the song and uh, I'm curious what the story is behind it, like what it's all about. Well, no, yeah, it's about, um, I've, it, that, the sentiment, I, I'll close my eyes when I'm driving, had been floating around in my head for a long time because when I first got my driver's license, I used to do that for as long as I could until I would scare myself into opening my eyes. And I think that's, it's something relatable for young adults who feel that um, those intense opposing feelings when you're a teenager, you're young, but just the sheer breadth and range of emotions you can feel at any given time. Like you're suicidal, but you're the most eager to get out into the world you've ever been. You're like completely hopeless, but very idealistic at the same time. Or it's like that Al-Anon or that AA saying, um, I'm, I'm the piece of shit at the center of the universe. You know, it's that contradiction of massive ego and complete self-flagellation. Um, like you're the most important waste of space. So yeah, it's like, a, it's, it's an absurd threat. I'll close my eyes when I'm driving um, because it's like taking control over the one thing you have control over, which is your own life. You know, it's like this, it's also scaring yourself into, into like, you know, giving yourself the fear of death to live life more intensely, you know, that, that kind of rush. That's, that's what it's about, basically. Very cool. And did you end up playing uh, some of the instruments on it as well, or? Yeah, I played, because we've been quarantined, I played everything on it except for um, some of the guitars, which was my friend Marco Kurtovic, who's incredibly talented and is in my band. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just think, and did you produce it, mix it? How did that, yeah, both? Yeah, produced and mixed it. And um, yeah, there was just, a, it's just a drum machine and some synths and vocals and guitar and bass. Yeah, that's all it is. So it's been to, to make it so simple and not spend hours and hours trying to perfect every sound. It's, yeah. Yeah. I think that's what's really cool about it is it's so alive, that track. And it speaks to now hearing where the lyrics kind of came from or were, you know, speaking to. Um, the track perfectly matches that because it's just got this like alive feeling, you know, like youth, aliveness, fear of death, excitement for life. Those kinds of themes, I think, show up even in the way that it sounds. So um, really love it again. Thank you. And we know Dave McNair mastered it. He's mastered all these tracks and really thought he did a good job too. But well, that was it. I won't trouble you much longer. I just wanted to, uh, if you have any other things you want to share about the track or anything coming up, let us know. We know your, your single comes out, your single just came out Sunday, July 5th, I should say. <laughs> yes, yes, it did. <laughs> and I'm really excited about it. I can't wait for uh, all my friends who get little shouts out, shouts out in the lyrics to hear it. I'm really excited for them. <laughs> oh, that's cute. All right, cool. Well, we look forward to watching you throughout the years because we just think you're one of the coolest unapologetic badasses. Uh, thanks, Rain. Right back at you.
Launch Left aims to create an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice, but a necessity. Launch Left begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left-of-center artists in all creative fields. <laughs>